Dan and Corey here, welcoming you in to Libservative. The great fundamental issue now before our people. Welcome in to another rousing rendition of Libservative Intellectual Idiots Fostering Political and Cultural Literacy for Bell the Body Snatcher. He, as always, is Corey Walsh. He's Dan Griffin. And here we go. It's going to be an interesting show. Corey's exhausted. I'm distracted. Just so goddamn tired of it all, Dan. There's absolutely no news to talk about. None. It's all speculative. There's never any news in this country. Too exhausted to even push back today, Dan. <laughs> it's just so, so exhausted. I had too many drinks last night. Uh, well, what do we have on the docket today, Corey? We are certainly going to talk about... Uh, we're we're going to talk about the, about the Bidens here uh, quite a bit, both uh, Hunter and Big Daddy Joe himself. Uh, we're we're going to spend a little bit of time on this missing submarine, which... I feel like I am the only human being in America who hasn't paid enough attention to this story. But you're, that's you're what as I, lost as the submarine itself. That's that's what I have. That's what I have you and Bell here for uh, to help us figure that out. Apparently, Starbucks is actually racist, and we didn't know it. Uh, we have the IRS surprise, surprise, uh, overstepping its boundaries, and uh, I would I would imagine Corey probably violating a couple of constitutional amendments, but I'm just speculating. Uh, and apparently. Trump judges love drag queens. Actually, That's an interesting development. It's it's all judges that Utah judges on as an Obama. Oh, was he? Okay, so I got that part wrong. But either way, the Tennessee judge was a Trump judge, right? Yes. That that uh, banned the tr- uh, drag bands. Uh, either way, so yeah, okay. I guess all judges love uh, love the drag queens. Yeah, I love, the love drag, drag queens, queens, except for Clarence Thomas, that prick. Well, when you think about the way judges dress in those robes, I mean, they're almost drag queens. Robes and wigs. <laughs> well, you know, in, in Britain. But uh, yeah. So before we, uh, we got some other stuff that I'm sure we'll get to, some tangents we'll go off on. It's going to be one of those free-flowing episodes here on Libservative. But before we do any of that, Corey, tell the people all of the wonderful places in which they can find us. Libservative Podcast is found in all social media and podcast platforms. Our website is libservativeshow.com. We can be found at Libservative on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch, Instagram, and Twitter at libservativepod. Our TikTok videos can be found at Libservative Podcast, and you can reach out directly at libservativepod at gmail.com. Subscribe today. Not tomorrow. Today. Today. We need you. And as always, uh, I will say, shows like ours, best ways for us to spread is by word of mouth tell one friend uh if you like the content and we'll use that mouth at an exponential rate yeah like the chicks on uh only fans fantastic Corey, hunter biden getting the one percenter plea deal did i mention we were going to talk about big labor oh i did that that uh that that kind of ties into to joe biden so yeah that'll be a part of that we're going to start with hunter because this to me is hilarious. Uh, and anybody looking at the banner, if you're if you're just listening, our banner that's up says Hunter Biden gets the one percenter plea deal. 
And the reason I bring that up is because uh, Ryan Grimm on Counterpoints made a pretty good point uh, on their episode today, stating that Hunter Biden's, I believe he was only talking about the gun charge, but only 1% of folks that have the same felony, firearm felony, that Hunter Biden is being charged with, only 1% of cases result in that person not serving any jail time. Sounds I can't. Right. I can't corroborate that. I'm just trusting what Ryan Grimm has to say. I can't imagine which 1% gets away with it. That isn't, isn't that great? Isn't that, that's why, that's why it's the one percenter deal. But either way, like, even if, even if Ryan's number isn't right and it's like, it's maybe it's higher than 1%, you got to believe it's a pretty small percentage of people. Cause what, because his felony gun charge was, was possessing a firearm while being a drug user, correct? Yeah. He, uh, illegally here, he lied on the form to get the gun. And he was using drugs at the time. And he that's corroborated by his book. <laughs> he <laughs> he wait, way to uh way to shit on your own fifth amendment rights there, Hunter. <laughs> yeah. Uh so I've got the I've got the APP spooled up in front of me. I'll just read a little bit of it off. President Joe Biden's son Hunter will plead guilty to this was as of yesterday, will plead guilty to federal tax offenses, but avoid full prosecution on a separate gun charge in a deal with the Justice Department that likely spares him time behind bars. Hunter Biden, they always have to give their age, 53, uh, will plead guilty to the misdemeanor tax offenses as part of an agreement made made public on Tuesday, uh, yesterday as of this recording. The agreement will also avert prosecution on a felony gun charge of illegally possessing a firearm as a drug user as long as he adheres to the conditions agreed to in court. The deal ends a long-running Justice Department investigation into the, into the taxes and foreign businesses, I'm sorry, the for, foreign business dealings of President Biden's second son uh, who has acknowledged struggling with addiction following the 2015 death of his brother, Bo Biden. <laughs> Corey's got a joke for that. It also averts the trial that that would have <laughs> that would have generated days or weeks of distracting headlines. That's an interesting one. The way the AP puts that, distracting headlines for a uh, White House that has tenuously sought to keep its distance from the Justice Department. Yeah. So he's getting the uh, the elitist deal, you know, compared to. <clears throat> compared to any other normal person. And it's just interesting to me that when it comes to things like guns, so many people think cases like this should be brought to the full scope of the law for the sake of gun crime and things like that. But when it's elitist, they can just get it just tossed out. Well, I think, I think what's interesting to me is the fact that Hunter Biden committed a firearm based felony, right? Yeah. One of the biggest things about committing felonies is what? You're no longer allowed to own a firearm. So Hunter Biden is one of, I don't know, I, I, that's where I believe maybe that one percenter thing comes in. How many people actually get to commit a felony and, keep and their guns. still possess a firearm? Yeah, because that's the thing, Legally. too. Is this is completely getting rid of the felony, which means he gets to keep his gun. Mm-hmm. So the one percenters get to keep their guns while they try to make laws and law-abiding citizens to take theirs. I think the other thing that I find interesting about this is the way that 
there, there, there just seems to be some uh, sweeping under the rug here, right? Because I think the DOJ and maybe even some people within the Biden administration realize that, like, hey, with with the cases, the case coming up against Trump and all of the hammering of Donald Trump, fairly and unfairly, for his misgivings. There's enough of the population and not just Trump supporters, because you and I and Bell Corey are, 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 are by no means Trump supporters, but everybody noticing sort of the slanted uh, coverage of Trump's misgivings versus Hunter Biden's misgivings. Now, I know I know the defense from the, you know, the, the Democratic establishment and from the mainstream media is, well, you know, it wasn't the president who actually committed these committed these atrocity, atrocities. That's kind of a strong word, but you know what I mean. Allegedly. Uh, now, uh, and that's what I was getting to. You know, until we get to these new revelations, that it's looking more and more likely, still not provable, still hasn't come out completely, but that Joe Biden was involved in Hunter Biden's bad dealings in Ukraine. Yeah, and so, so this so, case actually makes it interesting because of the fact that, like, before, when they were trying to get some of the information about things like this, the FBI was saying, well, it's, this can mess with an investigation. We can't give you this information. So now there is either more things being investigated into Hunter Biden or they have no reason to not release anything that they have. I think this is the DOJ's way. And again, the, the, the title to brush of this, it under the rug. Yeah, the title of this episode is "Is the DOJ and the Uniparty Continue to Show Their Hand?" Um, this is this is the DOJ's way of, of 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 being able to say, "Look, we did something. We did something." So all you all you all you goofy MAGA people, which I'm sure some people would consider us anyway. So whatever, right? You and I, uh, all you MAGA people can can shut the hell up. We're doing something about Hunter Biden, but. None of these charges ha have anything to do with um, his dealings in Ukraine, his illegal dealings in Ukraine, and the possibility of his father being involved. The big guy. So, yeah, the big guy. So this this is a situation in which the DOJ is going, hey, look, we did something. This is what we found. And 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 you know what? If this were 1997, maybe it would work. Maybe it would work. Right. The, the fact that the DOJ is still not understanding that we live in an internet era where all of the honest reporting has gone off grid, has gone to places like Substack and doing their own thing and, and, and creating th their own their own websites, name whichever one you want, whether you want to talk about Matt, Matt Taibbi or Max Blumenthal or Aaron Mate or, or that group of people that actually does good investigative journalism still to this day. Um, it's, it's not going to work in 2023. Right. We're not going to stop talking about it. Right. And then like, it's, it's interesting. You actually bring up Matt Taibbi, um, which I want to actually get to next with the IRS and stuff like that. I think that's a good segue. And again, I'm mentioning it, but I don't want to bring it up just yet because this story also it's just, it's frustrating how we see people at the top constantly get away with things to where if there was just some low blow drug addict down the street from me or you who did the same thing would get the book thrown at him 
and here he is able to walk in not in handcuffs just like trump it's interesting how they're both a part of the same one percent group mm-hmm. are just treated with the white glove treatment to deal with stuff that would be considered that would that would get someone lambasted and losing their job and their livelihood and like possibly their families and their freedom and things like that. And here they're just giving them little deals, little things on tax evasion. And I don't know how much tax evasion he did, but I'm assuming with the millions of dollars that were going in none of his accounts, you know, based on what was that? The, uh, not the Durham report. It was the uh, Dunham report. I think is what it was. The Dunham report with, uh, uh, done by the special counsel or whatever into Hunter Biden. Sorry, that would be correct. They're actually going at it right now, currently, Republicans and Democrats over the whole Durham case right now. Oh, yeah. But yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's just it's just insane to me how this, like, it's it's easy, very, very easy to see if you're watching news outlets from both sides on just how this is covered versus how Trump is covered. And it just the shit ain't right. Shit is not right. It goes on to what I was saying. Like, you know, like, uh, actually, you should play that video of Biden. Oh, <laughs> you like that, did you? Yeah, he's there here at the artificial intelligence uh meeting it's so funny because you're as if you're looking at it on the screen right now you're going to see the camera zoom out and to biden's left or your right viewing the screen you are going to see fucking gavin newsom just absolutely look like a comic book supervillain let's check this out i'd like to ask the press to leave the room thank you for coming in (laughs) there he is I'm very proud of my son. (laughs) (laughs) That's what Lady does. So the question is, uh, does he think they're talking about Bo or Hunter? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I spoke to my son. I spoke to him last night. I spoke to him in prayer. Like, I wonder if behind the scenes, out of anger, he's ever said to Hunter Biden, like, the wrong son died. You know, <laughs> like, I just picture him with like just getting angry and how he does that. Come no, on, man. No, no, he has to specify it. He goes, the wrong son died in Iraq. He's now, he even has to lie to his own son in his own <laughs> head. He's lied to himself. Yeah. He died in Iraq. My son, Bo, died in Iraq. And Gavin Newsom's over there. You could tell, like, the reason why he has that look on his face is he's just waiting. He's like, please just die right now. Just, just fucking die so I can run for president. Just he croak. doesn't he doesn't want that because uh, God did Oh no, he I, I does. Even, uh, but I don't even like but well he if he feels the way most of us do about the fact that uh, Kamala Harris is one heartbeat away from the presidency. Yeah, but if Biden died. With the election coming up, I don't think that the Democrats would back Harris. Yeah, they would, because she's already in office. She'd be the incumbent at that point. They would have people to. didn't vote for her. They voted but for that, Biden. It doesn't matter. They would have to because she already holds the seat. She's an incumbent. She's the. She would be at that point the incumbent. Mm-hmm. They would have to back her, and it would be a. Sh- I'm, Corey, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. Me. It would be a shit show. Don't get me wrong. It would be an absolute shit show. But yes, the Democratic establishment absolutely. If if, if I'm going to say, God forbid, if God forbid Joe Biden dropped dead tonight, overnight, uh, and Kamala Harris, we woke up tomorrow morning and Kamala Harris was sworn in as president, the Democratic establishment would absolutely back her. 
and they would have a really, really hard time defending it. <laughs> Probably, but Gavin Newsom, the way he's been going at it with uh, with DeSantis and the way he's putting himself on the stage and the spotlight, he wants to run so bad. So bad. He's got to wait his turn like Hillary did. Just got to wait your turn. You got to wait. You got to wait. You got to wait your turn to be a shitty candidate. Oh my God. I could honestly see a Newsom Whitmer ticket. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. That would be interesting. I wouldn't be, I I wouldn't support it, but uh yeah anyway that's that's hunter biden he's uh he's getting the one percenter deal the doj is absolutely trying to do their little bare minimum so that they can sweep this under the rug so that biden doesn't have any issues come 2024 but it's not 1997 it's 2023 and it ain't gonna work yeah it's interesting because they don't control all the narratives they can't no more even fox can't even control the the alternative narrative they're not they they botch it all the time too what are they gonna put us all in prison yeah, that's what that's you're the gonna, plan. Right? You're gonna put us all in jail. That's the uh, plan. Uh, what about uh, what about Jumbo Joe himself? Jumbo well, Joe. Actually, I want to hop onto this one real quick because oh, you want to go. A, you want to go all over the place. You want to have no rhyme or reason to these. Well, this does have rhyme and reason because this is based on uh, with Hunter Biden. So the IRS is overstepping its boundaries, Corey. Yes, they are. That well, it, for the rest of us, but not for. <laughs> the one percenters they're just giving them little misdemeanors but isn't that what we said too before we get into it isn't that what we said too when we found out i think everybody knew this that when joe biden was expanding the irs and having more employees which i don't even think have gone into effect yet but th- this is what you'll see more of what we're about to talk about this is what you'll see more of should this go in should this should this go into place about if you if you if you expand the irs they're going to go after the little person because it's easier. Yeah. So the House Judiciary Committee and its select subcommittee on the weaponization of the federal government received a report of an IRS agent conducting a field visit, allegedly providing an Ohio taxpayer an alias instead of his real name and using deception to secure entry into the person's home. Jordan said in the letter, like, you know, Jim and Jordan, mm-hmm. the incident reportedly occurred in late April in Marion, a city in a city north of Columbus. Uh Apparently, this guy, he gave him this name, uh, Bill House. He showed up there to talk to this person. And uh, the IRS agent told this woman that he can be at and go into anyone's house at any time that he wants to be. And that after receiving more than one request from the taxpayer's attorney, this and he said that after the, the, uh, the taxpayers uh, asked him to exit the home. And before finally leaving the taxpayer properly, uh, before finally leaving the taxpayer's property, Agent House said that he would mail paperwork to the taxpayer and threaten that she had one week to satisfy the remaining balance or he would freeze all her assets and put a lien on her house, the letter purported. So the first thing I hear when you when you give off the, the sort of like quasi-transcript there of what occurred. That sounds, does that not sound like a scam? Like some scammer trying to intimidate you into like giving money to like some Nigerian fucking prince or or you won money, like you won money somewhere or you owe money at this place and it's urgent, sense of urgency, right? They always say anybody that presents a sense of urgency is most likely a scammer. Yeah. That's like, that's the actual IRS sounding like an IRS scammer, which is 
unbelievably terrifying. A fake pseudonym, like a fake name, Bill House. No warrant, right? No oh, warrant. and then, and then to top it off, the uh, um, Jordan claimed the IRS agent also lodged a complaint. So uh, the lady called the police, and the police were, went to investigate it, like the local police. And Jordan claimed the IRS also lodged a complaint with the U.S. Treasury Inspector General for tax administration against the MPD officer who had looked into the incident after receiving a call from the taxpayer on concerns of a possible scam. Because like you said, it sounded like a it scam, right? It sounds like a scam, yeah, 100%. She called the police to be like, I think I'm trying. To, someone's trying to scam me or something. So the IRS filed a complaint against the police department for doing their job. <laughs> yeah. And now they're saying, well, it's all cleared up. And oh, it goes okay. into it goes into the whole Matt Taibbi thing that as soon as the Twitter files came out and he went and did his uh he went in front he presented in front of Congress or whatever, he had that hearing. IRS was knocking on his door and they were going through uh, all of his paperwork too, like of uh um did they like did he did he own a gun? What are his taxes? They were pilfering through all his stuff too, saying that he owed money over something that he already took care of. And that when the paperwork was all done, the IRS actually owed him money. Hmm. But they were putting their muscle on TEB, TEB. They're putting their muscle like this on random people. But when top one percenters get busted for this stuff, they just get a little plea deal misdemeanor. Yeah, because those top one percenters, they all have lawyers that are former DOJ people. They all, or, 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 you know, that, ha you know, all their tax attorneys, like they, they, they always do, they used to work for the IRS, right? They still have buddies inside the system. Like this is the way, this is the way this shit worked. And like, just as a little tangent, right. That applies to why Donald Trump is in more trouble than Hillary Clinton ever got into because what they're what they're both accused of are actually pretty goddamn similar, which is yeah. There's a lot more similar than like Biden and Trump and yeah. Pence. Everyone's like trying to compare Pence to him, but Hillary is actually the one that you want to. Essentially, they you know they both they both mishandled documents, but where where Trump fucks up is he doesn't have those attorneys, right? The, the Clintons have attorneys that used to work in the DOJ. They they you know they 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 know how the system works. They they have those those lawyers still have buddies inside the DOJ. They know how to get around this shit. Like that's where Trump's biggest mistake was. Yeah, cuz if you remember when Hillary Clinton was told to hand over the documents and stuff like that, they smashed the, for the phones and shit. Mm -hmm. So so I mean, it it kind of it kind of does it, it it still ties into this IRS topic, which is that yeah, the one percenters they all have the right lawyers, they all have the lawyers that are that have the expertise and the friends inside of the establishment that are going to bring the charges toward you. Right. That's 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 why that's why when Biden's like, we're gonna hire all these we're gonna hire all these new agents, and they're gonna go after billionaires, make pay their fair share of taxes. It's like yeah, bullshit. You know, that's not what they're gonna do. And thinking about it too, like when, uh, like a lot of times, like when we use that as an example, I don't want us to be cast in the same light as like other people when they try to defend Trump for this. They go, well, Hillary Clinton did the same thing. No, a hundred percent. No, they both. And no. no, it's not that. It's like, no, no, I don't, I don't think anyone gets a pass because someone else did it. Fuck it. Take them both down. 
I'm just saying. I don't give a shit. I'm just saying from a playing the game perspective, that was Trump's mistake. It's just yeah. not having the right attorneys. That's yeah, it. That's that was his mistake. That was his, that was his, his, you know, he could, that, but, and that's just it, right? Like we, we always talk about like Trump drain the swamp, drain the swamp, drain the swamp. Dude, he's part of the swamp. Make no fucking mistake about it. He's playing it to his advantage. He's having fun with it. He's being an actor. He's, he's doing what he's always been, what he's always been good at. I still understand why people voted for him because like you gave you the idea that he was going to go out and break things. I get it. I'm not mad at you, but he's no Hunter S. Thompson has the perfect quote for uh, what we're talking about right now in a closed society where everybody's guilty. The only crime is getting caught in a world of the, in a world of thieves. The only final sin is stupidity. Hillary Clinton's just smarter than Trump. Yeah, hired the right attorneys, had the right people around her. That's yeah. exactly right. And I know you, you want you, a great example, just like outside of politics, right? Of of when everybody is guilty, the only issue is getting caught. I mean, the, the first name that came to my mind was Lance Armstrong. You remember yeah. all the shit Lance Armstrong got for doping and how they took away all his Tour de France titles? Everybody knows that cycling is full of blood dopers. Like it's it's it is an open secret. But is it really? Was, I didn't know that. Yes, absolutely. Like there, there have been there have been cyclists that have gone out there and tried to do it clean, and like there have been there have been cyclists that have gone out there and kind of like tried to run these similar races, both on dope, uh, like both blood doping and not just to kind of see the difference in their own performance. Like they're openly doing this, not in competition, but like, hey, how much does this improve my ability? And they're all like, absolutely. There's no way everybody's not doping inside. There's no fucking way. He just got caught. Yeah, he he was the one who got busted. And when you're that, when you're the most high profile cyclist of all time, you know any other cyclists besides Lance Armstrong? I can't name any off the top of my head. I'd no, probably I recognize Floyd La Floyd Landis because he got busted. He was the other American that won the Tour de France after uh, uh, after Lance. But yeah, he got busted doping too. Mm -hmm. I don't know if he got busted for blood doping, but it was some sort of performance enhancing drug. Um, but yeah, it's like everybody's doing it and it's, it's the same way with, 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 you know, with politics and mishandling information and, and, uh, all, 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 the, they're all fucking doing it. We all know this. It's an open secret now, but Trump is being scapegoated because it's easy to scapegoat him because he, he's an outsider and people yeah. are going to hear this and think I'm like, for some reason, defending him. I'm absolutely not. But it, it, but I will sit here and tell you as somebody who fucking hates Donald Trump. He is being treated unfairly. I have no problem admitting that. Well, maybe that's why they him. It goes back to what we say all the time of why like people didn't like him, the Jimmy Dore quote, because he accidentally tells the truth sometimes. Accidentally he's tells too the truth sloppy sometimes. and he's making the rest of them look bad. Mm -hmm. So they want to make him look bad. Yeah, he's not one keep of their us. Ivy power. Yeah. He's not you see how he bad. is? We're all good. <laughs> or we're good did at looking any, good. Did you have anything else about uh, th this uh, this IRS story? So yeah, basically, I guess what I would tell people is like, hey, dude, look out! If the if, first of all, if you're listening to this show, you probably already know this. If somebody comes to your door and demands to come inside, whether they whether whether they admit that they're law enforcement or not, you don't have to let anyone in your fucking house without a legal warrant signed by a judge ever. Ever. And and don't even try to do the thing where it's like, well, I got nothing. I got hide. nothing to hide. Nope. Nope. 
Because if, got, they're, if they're there, if, if they're there, they're there to find something and they'll find yeah. something. Don't let anybody in your house without a warrant that you don't know or that you aren't expecting right. ever for any reason. I hear that, brother. I, I, hear, I hear that, brother. Uh, oh, you want to go back to labor unions? Yeah. The big guy. Big news this week, Corey. Big labor cucks to the Uniparty again. And I say the Uniparty because unions have always backed uh, Democratic candidates, but they do that because they're they're essentially part of the Uniparty. Big labor is nothing more than a smaller version of what the federal government is. There's too much power at the top of unions. Mm -hmm. Um where is hold on? I had it in front of me. What's what's the name of the big the big pack? The AFL CIO. The AFL CIO, which represents sixty unions, or to make it more personal, twelve point five million workers has gone out and already backed the incumbent president Joe Biden in a uh, development that is a surprise to literally no one. Uh, so when I compare labor unions to the federal government, this is what I mean. Why is there one big super PAC that is representing 12.5 million people? This is where libertarianism applies at a, at a little bit more of a micro level. When are unions more effective? When they're stuffed into a super PAC and essentially get to decide which uh, government candidates you're supposed to vote for, which your uh, do, which, which, which one of the candidates, your dues, your union dues as a worker are used to fucking fund. Yeah. Millions. Are you going to try and tell me that every person in that 12.5 million workers supports Joe Biden? I'm going to say, not. Absolutely fucking not. And that it's does like not mean that, that does not mean, by the way, that they support Donald Trump. Everybody fucking relax. This this whole. Well, Biden he only got 56 percent of votes from union households. In 20. Right. The 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 actual households of the union workers. Yeah, because union workers aren't dumb. You know, they're a part of the process. They know that Biden isn't as like he even though he's touting, which is. It's it's something that you you would expect Trump to say. I'm the most union president in American history. Like he's just forgetting FDR. Well, here's the thing. No, here's 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 that weird spin that 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 the Uniparty is always allowed to do. He probably is the most union president in history when you're talking about union leadership, not workers. Yeah. Union leadership. And we did we did the, the polling last week, right? Where we where Bell and I tried to guess the polling and we got fuck Bell fucking hammered off his ass. Uh <laughs> because he didn't realize he all he had to do was take a sip, not a whole shot every time he lost. <laughs> uh uh that the support for union unions is very, very high, but support for union leadership is very, very low. Yeah. I didn't have beer. 
<laughs> he goes, hey, I didn't have beer. Well, you can still sip the whiskey. You don't have to smash it. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, where's the fun yeah. there? No, like we have like 71% of uh, people that support unions, but only 17% of Americans have a high opinion on the honesty of labor union leaders. That's according to a Gallup poll. Okay. Why? The reason is because union leadership is nothing but a bureaucracy. It, they're, they're, yeah, they're, 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 they're elected Democrats. They're elected positions. Yeah, and yeah, they're elected positions. These unions are spending millions of dollars of, of the union la- union laborers' fees to just donate to Democrats instead of fighting for their union workers that are getting that are getting shit on just like ununionized workers where like pay cuts, they don't have the job security that they used to pensions are getting cut all of these things and these labor the labor unions are too busy donating to candidacies versus trying to actually fight these candidacies who are doing these things to these people by instituting like outsourcing jobs like nafta and things like that we just had biden with norfolk southern you know the most labor union president blocked one of the biggest movements in labor history yeah, so for for anybody who doesn't remember, uh, what was it the the early winter this this past year, uh, where the rail workers were about to go on strike, and Biden basically said, "Nope, fuck you, you have to go back to work. People need to get their goods," and and it's just like, and, and so so essentially, uh, cucking out to the big business and not actually supporting the labor union. Instead of actually listening to what they had to say, because if you remember correctly, and and I don't remember all the details and we don't have them in front of us right now, but I don't think those rail workers were asking for a lot. They were asking for more sick days. They were asking for less hours, like normal things that human beings want so that they can live their lives and not have to be subject to their fucking job every single fucking day. The, the, the sort of thing that people go around, you know, when people go around and say, nobody wants to work anymore. Don't you love that one? Don't you love right. how both sides, the Democrats and the Republicans, both like to use that when it's really fucking convenient? Nobody wants to work anymore. No, maybe people don't want to work 80-hour fucking weeks at their union goddamn job anymore. Maybe they don't want to be stuck on a train with no sleep. And I don't know if that's true, but it, I'm I'm picturing what it might be like to be a rail worker. And what I'm picturing is like being wide awake on a train for fucking 70 hours straight. I don't know if that's true. It's just the way I'm picturing it in my head. And right. <clears throat> even if it's not that bad, it's just like, dude, we, we, we have, that is one of the things that I love about the millennial generation is that we're, we, we are doing a much better job at prioritizing our wives, our kids, yeah, and, our, and, our, and our own longevity and and people people you know older generations look at that and they go well there's just nobody wants to work anymore like there you has to be a way to work 80 hours a week there has to be a way to balance this out and honestly for the office workers at least obviously you know people that are involved in labor jobs can't do this but like for the office workers we've kind of found <laughs> that right with 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 at-home work because what does at-home work do first of all it eliminates commutes so for a lot of people, you might be you might be shaving two hours off their day if they commute an hour each way to their job, even a half an hour. Saving right. one hour in your day, I know 
doesn't sound like a lot, but that's an hour that a father gets to throw the ball in the yard with his kids, right? That's an hour that a husband gets to come home and, and, and have a, a good conversation with his wife, maybe cook dinner. You know what I mean? Like there's only 24 hours in a day and having one more, one more to do, to, to, to have your own therapeutic experience or, or live your life or do things that are important to you. I'm sorry. Like that one hour is, is pretty big. Where can we incorporate the equivalent of sort of at home office work and incorporate that into more blue collar work? Because that has to be done. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. Or just labor unions that just work for the people in the very least for the blue collar worker. <laughs> It's all bureaucratic. It's all. Yeah. You know, and it's just, there was something else I wanted to bring up that now I can't think of. Oh, but they, he also the most pro labor union president in the world or in the history of America or whatever. Mm-hmm. It also hasn't even remember when he made that uh, promise that he was going to end contracts with union busting companies. I don't remember this, but now it's ringing a bell. Okay. Any that are still doing work with Amazon? <laughs> yeah, like uh, aren't isn't is Amazon is Amazon still delivering or, or the post office is delivering for Amazon, right? Yeah, on Sundays. That's, that's that's what it is. Okay, yeah. So apparently that's 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 not that's not true. Amazon is still using their uh, fucking missiles and stuff to get people to the U.S. space station or the International Space Station. Mm. You know, like yeah. The most pro-union president literally put a knife in the back of the biggest labor movement in the history of our country with the Norfolk Southern. That took the wind out of the sails of so many things. Mm-hmm. And it's like you wonder why you wonder why these blue-collar workers are quitting their jobs. You wonder why, quote unquote, nobody wants to work anymore. Because like I've never been a union worker, so I can't I can't speak to what it means to be a union worker. But what I what I picture is like, okay, I joined this union and I'm getting paid a good a good wage, you know, because it, it seems like unions at least do a good job of getting their workers paid. But when it comes to it's it's always about the other shit. That's exactly what the uh the rail strike was about. Like it's not always about cash. Like I think you've had I think we've all had jobs where I can remember a job that I had in particular, like fresh out of my quasi college where I I would make these complaints to my employer about just kind of the hours that I'm working or it's like, I, you know, I'm working too many Saturdays or I'm working this or just something that was like, just fucking with me, you know, like fucking with my mental state, fucking with my rest, whatever it may be. And he would always come at me with more money. And I would look at him and I would go, dude, it's, I don't want more money. Like I want more money. Don't get me wrong. I'll take it if you're going to give it to me, but that's not what I'm asking for. I'm asking more for more, more flexibility, a little bit more flexibility in my schedule. I'm asking for maybe not having to work every goddamn Saturday. Like in, in these, these, these corporations and these unions, they always go, they always think like, well, if we just get them more money, that'll fix everything, right? But what is the point of making all of that money? And this is something that our generation does well as well. What is the point of making more money if you're going to die with all of it in your banking account because you work 80-hour weeks at the age of 65? What's the point? 
Right. I don't want the money. I want the time. Sometimes it's about the time. Good day to you, fellow intellectual idiots. If you're this far into the show, we're guessing that you probably like it. So we'd just like to ask you to hit pause. And on whatever platform you're listening, just leave us a quick review. It really does help us grow and gives us an opportunity to bring you even more great content in the future. And we'd also like to ask you to just press that share button and just send this episode to one friend that you think might be interested in our line of conversation. The best way for podcasts to grow in the sea of millions of podcasts really is through word of mouth. So every little bit helps and we appreciate you all. So let's get back to the show. No, you're absolutely right. And it's just, here are the labor unions again. Just <laughs> bend it over for the Democrats, even though they ain't doing much for them. Thank you, sir. May I have another? Yeah. And then, and again, I'm going to reiterate those numbers. 70% of Americans uh, like unions, mm-hmm. but 17% don't trust the labor leaders. And it's because you don't see these labor leaders act like... Uh, fighting for their workers on like competent any sort of competent level but then they turn around and take all their labor fees the, the union fees and donate them to democratic candidates and you wonder why they do that because it's i scratch my back you scratch yours kind of thing no i scratch your back you scratch mine that's what i meant i'm, tired, <laughs> I'm fucking tired and look it, it, look no further than the fact that the afl-cio represents 60 unions and 12.5 million workers and going back to bringing libertarian ideals into unions which is interesting because unions aren't a very libertarian idea okay i think most libertarians would tell you that unions shouldn't exist in the first place they're a little more supportive of right to work but if you bring libertarian ideals into union leadership and you shrink the size it's all it is it's all it is. It's the equivalent of of instead of paying your taxes top down from the federal government down to your municipality, paying your taxes from the bottom up from your municipality and the federal government gets paid last. Just shrink it down because if you have union leaders that are only representing, I mean, even at a large company, right? Uh, or, 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 or a large, you know, local union, like say it's, I don't know, the uh, carpenters and millwrights, right? Uh, if it's if it's if more power is 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 given to a smaller amount uh, of of uh, I'm sorry, like a smaller group. Where, you know, my union station, there's just less bureaucracy. Yeah, my union station gets gets has the most power over, you know, and they're, they're overseeing, I don't know, maybe a thousand workers or whatever. It's a lot easier to know what your thousand workers want than it is if you're overseeing 12.5 million workers. And, and and make no mistake, like they do that shit on purpose. They consolidate that shit on purpose. Yeah, yeah, there's there's a I forget the words right on the tip of my tongue. And I'm pretty sure it starts with a C. Cunt? But it's like huh, nope. <laughs> <laughs> but even though that is always out of the mind, and did we just get taken off YouTube for that? I don't know. We'll find out, I guess. Cunt, cunt, cunt. Uh, <laughs> you're just trying. Um, but uh, not not commune. But like... Communism? Not communism. <laughs> um, 
not even using the word like labor or union, but like if everyone in the workplace can get together to actually have a like a single voice in the workplace. Yeah, sounds like, sounds like a commune to me. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm not on my feet. Corey's Corey's fucking exhausted. Anyway, yeah, big labor cucks out to the Uniparty again. Um, shouldn't be a surprise to anyone. Uh, where should we move on to next? Should, to wake you up, Corey, should we have a little fun with one of these? I, I I did I did mislabel this banner. It says Trump judges love drag queens, which um, they do, but it's all which, judges, which they do. Uh, because there's been another judge in Utah, which was an Obama appointed judge. Uh, the city of St. George, Utah must issue a permit for a Utah based group that organizes drag performances to host an all ages drag show in a public park. A federal judge has ruled calling the city's attempt to stop the show unconstitutional discrimination. Look, guys, it's fucking clear. You can't ban drag shows. It's a violation of the First Amendment. It just is. It's just this, this, like, this shouldn't even be a fucking argument anymore. Why is it any different? You go, so, you know what? I, you know what I compared this to the other day? <clears throat> I was talking to a boomer, of course, it had to be a boomer, that was talking about how inappropriate drag shows are for kids. It's like, okay, you know what? Your opinion is noted. I honestly like I in, in most cases, I actually kind of agree with that opinion. Like kids probably shouldn't be at drag shows, but like I'm not that child's parent. If that parent wants to take that child to a drag show, it's not my business to step in and say it's things that are like because there's there's a lot of this hyperbolic language being used. Of, like that's child. Right. Yeah. It's it's frustrating. Like, it's it's uh, frustrating because it's like. Just it's because not child you, abuse. Yeah, just because you disagree with like you can disagree with it adamantly, right? And be like you shouldn't do that. But when you try to use the power of the state to stop it, it's just it's authoritative. It's like it honestly, and this is actually a decent comparison, right? So if you're a boomer and you're listening, we probably don't have a huge boomer audience, but <clears throat> remember what your parents used to say about Elvis Presley. You know what I'm talking about, right? Because he, he shook, he shook his hips on t- on. T- we can't see that. Can't be on TV. That's that's inappropriate for that's inappropriate for child's eyes. To to quote uh, Sally Field from Forrest Gump. Remember when they're walking past the TV store? <laughs> yep. this, is, this is not right for child's eyes or whatever she says. It's like, why is this different? Give me give me one re- give me give me an actual concrete reason why children being at drag shows is different. Because it's sexualized? Okay, well, Elvis Presley's shaking his hips to your parents' generation. If you're a boomer, that was sexualized. Yeah, these parents had no problem sending their kids to Britney Spears concerts when we were kids. Yeah, that was definitely sexualized. Those low-rise jeans, man. Apparently, they're making a comeback. Oh, thank God. (laughs) (laughs) (coughs) Yeah, uh, look... So Liberty Twitcher says uh, some of the concerns are with are with the type of behavior at these drag shows. The drag queens uh, give children lap dances. It's like, OK, well, I, I look at that and I see that's like an anecdotal statement. You know, I've never I've never seen it. 
It might have happened. And probably did. I wouldn't be surprised if it did. And again, our person- down to, do you take your children to drag shows to get lap dances? No. And then that's your like American. Well, that, and that's just it too. Like that's, that's the other part of it too. Right. So, yeah. so, so like if a drag, if like, if I took my kid to a drag show, which I probably wouldn't do, but let's just say that I did. And it was, it was supposed to just be a drag show. Just a man dressed up as a woman playing the clown, being funny. If you've ever been to a drag performance, which I have, um, it's actually Most kind of, of it's actually kind of fun. It's just funny. It's just they're just being silly. Yeah, it's sexualized. There's some adult content, some adult jokes, right? Uh, if if a if a if a if a drag queen comes up and gives your child a lap dance, it is your responsibility as a parent to say, "That's not appropriate. Get the fuck off my kid." That's what it is. It's up yeah. to parents. It's not it's, up to the government. It's to not say, up to the government nope. to say and that it, if when, you remember, what is appropriate. Well, who was it that one? Uh, was it a uh, not Ingram. That's not the name. Who was the guy that won the North Carolina uh, governorship? Uh, Northam. Northam. No. Uh, is it Northam? I don't know. I'm. I'm. I've had too many drinks in front of me. I'm. I'm blanking. But uh, uh, that guy. Hammer. He. He. He ran on parents' rights. Roy North Cooper. Carolina. You said Roy Cooper. Yeah. Yeah. He's North the one. That yeah. Ran. Roy Cooper. He's the. Uh, yeah. He. Uh, the Northam guy lost or whatever. Right. Yeah, Roy Cooper is uh, the, but he's a he's, he's, a, he's, he's, a, he's a Democrat. Um, you know that, right? Yeah. Then am I thinking of a different state? Then maybe you are, because Roy Cooper's a Democrat. The, one of the states, it might have been one of the. We states. know them Dems love drag queens. That's because they get some votes. Uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> but um, no one of the one of the Republicans they ran on parents' rights in the schools, and. Uh, if we're going to be about parental rights, then it's kind of a door that swings both ways. It has to be right. They don't. Are you, are you, are you talking about Glenn Georgia. Youngkin in Virginia? Glenn Youngkin. Yes, okay. That's damn. okay. All right. Yes. That guy. North, I think Northam ran in Virginia too, but lost. Yeah. Yeah. It's Virginia. Glenn Youngkin is who you're yeah. talking about. Yeah. 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 He won on parents' rights. Mm-hmm. And the, I, I agreed with him on that. And I agree with these judges on this. It's up to the parents. Like this is supposed to be a free society. Uh-huh. And I also don't think that someone that's outside of that bitching about it should face any sort of like legal uh, action either. Like that's their right to Dude, oppose this. Like that's that's the issue. Because I, I don't I don't have a big issue with conservatives as a whole. I never really have. But I do I do hold a bit of animosity toward cultural conservatives and i always have when it comes they want to, to expand the power when, of the state when they want exactly. to expand the power of the state for censorship but then they want to bitch about how the other side about how about how democrats want to want to you know pull do their the shit off twitter and do this yeah because yeah, it's like both like we've always said this both sides want censorship they yeah, just want both, their own form both, of censorship exactly so yeah i mean i look at like cultural conservatives have like they've always had this thing. It started with Elvis Presley, as I just talked about. It was there was probably something before oh, that. Yeah, before too. that, like the prohibition, Dan. Well, now we're on the rap music. You see the Rico charges against you know rappers, and they're using their lyrics and everything against them. You, I mean, it hasn't stopped. Yeah, Eminem was one of the ones that actually made free speech and rap and stuff like that. Um, I, yeah, I'm just talking about well, even before him. It was the Uncle reason, Luke. The reason I Uncle gave. Luke. 
the reason I gave the the example of, of Elvis is because I feel like Elvis was like kind of the first like entertainment sexualization based yeah. uh, censorship, and it's just been the TV same. came out, yeah, yeah, it's no, just been I, the, it's been the same story ever since. Elvis is perfect because he's the first person that made like women go nuts, and yeah. you got him wet. Know, sexual, yeah, you got him, yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, yeah, and yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's just it's just been the same thing ever since. There's always like this, like this sexual fear that uh, everyone ha- that 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 cultural conservative ha- c- cultural conservatives have, and it's just like do it like within entertainment and it's just i've I, it's like it's like when 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 you know remember when violent video games were get, were being uh, uh, uh scapegoated for school shootings yeah, yeah. today well i mean <laughs> but you remember it when it was you remember when they had like those 90s talk shows like there was like a they tried to ban mortal Kombat. yeah the, and it's like <laughs> it's like okay then don't buy your kids those video games it's, it's you so know what funny. i mean like violence on tv don't let your kids watch the stuff like it's not that hard it's not that hard to Some just be you, a parent. You know, like why, 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 why uh, my issue with cultural conservatives with around this stuff has always been stop fucking trying to parent other people's kids. Yeah. Right. It, it drives yeah, some of you nuts. played Mortal Kombat on Super Nintendo, and some of you played it on Sega Genesis, and we can tell. Because <laughs> you know, you know how uh, <laughs> the Super Nintendo <clears throat> on the Super Nintendo they made it to where the blood was sweat. But on the Sega, yep. it was blood. Do you remember that, Dan? I don't oh, remember that. If you, I, don't, you don't, played it on the I had, Nintendo, I, you I got personally punched, had a Sega. Like so. sweat. Yeah. And then on the on the Sega, it looked like blood. Yeah. I had a Sega, so I do remember the blood. I don't remember the sweat. So I don't. Yeah. I don't think I played. I don't think I played this. I didn't play a whole lot of Super Nintendo. But yeah, it's just like here. Here's here's here it is. Cultural conservatives. I'm going to say the same thing to you that people have been saying to you since Elvis Presley was shaking his hips on TV. Don't you don't like it. it? Keep your kids away from it. It's not that fucking hard. Nobody, nobody's demanding that you take your kid to that public drag show in the park. Right. But don't try to parent. I don't, 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 don't try to tell. And I'm not a parent, but Corey, you are. If you decided you wanted to, you took your kid to the pride event a couple weeks ago. Uh, Yeah. I mean, it was in the middle of the day. It wasn't anything too wild. If it did get a little obnoxious, I would have taken him away. But you would have made that decision for your son. Yeah, just if like if I was squirrely, at the beach and there if was it got a little, if, yeah, stuff. if it got a little, if it got a little inappropriate or it made you uncomfortable having your kid around, you would have scooped him up and you would have left, as you should do as a parent. And yeah. nobody else, nobody should tell you that you're abusing your child because you took him to uh, to downtown Ferndale while Pride was going on. That's bullshit. Right. And it was so, so hot, we were really only there for like twenty minutes. I mean, really, but I wanted to go and check it out. I wanted to go and see it for myself. You know, it's really, it's yeah, really, have the boy. it's really all the way around too. It's like with with guns too. Like my kid, like I'm, I'm a full Second Amendment supporter, but my kid didn't even know what a gun was until he was, you know, a little bit older, till he could handle it. And now to this day, he don't want to touch a gun unless he's at the range and he he can shoot it at a target. That's the only way he'll sh- he'll touch it, and that's I've been teaching parenting. my kid. That's God parenting, God. Corey. You've been because he knows because because he's he's a child and he's smart enough to realize because because you as his dad taught him this. This is what a gun can do, right? Uh, somebody can end up dead, and that's a problem, right? His first yeah, question is, "What if I shoot my mom, okay, <laughs> buddy?" Good and question. You just hear moving the gun <laughs> from the middle shelf to the higher shelf. Oh <laughs> <laughs> well, no! Like like we were shooting at targets, you know, we we're just target shooting and. 
he was just like, what if I shoot my mom? I'm like, buddy, you're on a bipod. And if you, you, you're not even strong enough to pick this gun up. Just you're good. You know? there, well, and that's, but he's that's worried. No, so he's worried. I'm actually, I'm actually glad. I'm actually glad bell brought up. The okay. Subject I see what you're of, saying. Of, he was asking kids. it like in a, from a, from a, a point of concern. Yeah, he was genuinely worried. Like not okay. like a kid that was interested in like shooting guns, but he was like worried of what was going to be happening if this happened. And that's what I wanted. That was my goal. Yeah. Well, here's, I've been so, training DJ with gun safety on his Nerf guns. So I'm Beautiful. glad. I'm glad trigger control. So I'm glad you brought control, up. I'm glad it's loaded. Keep it aimed away from people. I'm actually glad Bell brought that up because that is actually an interesting dichotomy that we could swing over to to left wingers, right? Because you have people on the right that are like, oh, it's child abuse if you take your kid to a drag show. Well, there's folks on the left that think if you teach your kid how to use guns, you're you're, you're abusing that child. That's child abuse. Yeah. And it's it's both fucking nonsense because both of them are in the first two amendments of the Bill of Rights. Yeah. <laughs> and the second one by the way protects the first one so yeah it's it, it's it's really interesting how that dichotomy works out how how each side will accuse the other of child abuse simply for for teach mm. essentially teaching them about their first and second amendment rights isn't that it's interesting not, how that works it's, it's even less about that it's more like all right this is in the world right now like it's not the world you want it to be but it's the world that it is and I, I have to teach you these things, you know? But I also kind of teach them that it's, it is their rights. We we keep a copy of the Constitution. I got a copy of the Bill of Rights right right over here, as a matter of fact. He I knows you were that. Point shit. To your underwear. No, I <laughs> these are my Bill of Rights right here, brother. <laughs> I got a little bookshelf <laughs> over here. I got, I got a little the bookshelf. I got the Bill of Rights tattooed on my dick. <laughs> all this I, I don't have that much room <laughs> unfortunately unfortunately dan there wasn't enough room and it just says bill <laughs> yeah you, you might know get... it says it says bye and i don't like it, <laughs> <laughs> it says bye and it makes me uncomfortable to go to the bathroom in public <laughs> eh, <that sells> out. <laughs> anyway shall we move on you want to talk about starbucks being racist against white people which isn't a thing apparently um <clears throat> Yeah, sure. Yeah, so uh, I don't know if everyone remembers this story, but in 2019, there was two black guys in a Starbucks on their laptops. And apparently, they have like a small business or whatever, and they were uh, they didn't buy anything. They were loitering in the store. Mm-hmm. So a white manager of the store, there was a white manager and a black manager that worked there, and the white manager asked them to leave, and <clears throat> they refused to the point where the police had to be called. Now, when the police were called, you know, it made it made a lot of bad press for the Starbucks saying that the Starbucks was racist for kicking out black people. Mm-hmm. So about a month later, they fired this girl. Uh, her name was something Phillips. I, I should have wrote her name down, but I forget it. But she said that it was racist because she was fired. But the other manager who was black, who was making these same decisions as her, wasn't fired. So... Is uh there was a twenty five million dollar loss uh, for uh, discrimination against this white woman, and a key piece of evidence in the case centered on the testimony from a black district manager who said he he thought race had played a role in Starbucks' decision to fire Phillips <clears throat> and allow him to remain with the company. 
Phillips appeared to further persuade the jury with her explanation for the alleged mistreatment, describing her firing as a part of the company's effort to minimize the public relations fallout from the arrests. Um, the Starbucks was trying to say that she, uh, they fired her out of fear. Yeah. They fired her out of fear, but they kept the black guy mm-hmm. out of fear, out of fear. Exactly. Yeah. They, they fired her out of fear and they kept the black guy out of fear and they got caught in a discrimination trap and she got 200 or $25 million for it. And I just thought it was interesting that like, um, that here it is a white person getting a anti-discrimination case in their, in their favor. And it just puts a real stick in or you know, it puts a real stick in the spokes for everyone who tries to say that only, only black people and stuff get to play the race card. But he or she just won $25 million for being white. Yeah. I mean, the interesting thing about the entire case is like, it's just a situation of like two guys were loitering. I hate how all these cases, yeah, cases like that. Two guys are loitering. Yeah, that's it. Get out. That yeah. should have been it. A bu- buy a coffee or get out. But in context, this was, see, you figure 2019. This was uh, George Floyd mm-hmm. era. Things were pretty wild then. Everybody was walking on eggshells. Kind of sounds like bigotry of low, expecta- low expectations to me. Hmm. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, we don't... Uh... We can't we can't ask these loiterers with more melanin in their skin to pay the money to buy a coffee so that they can continue to use our Wi-Fi. It's just I don't know. It's one of those it's one of those weird things where it's like maybe I'm gonna sound like a boomer here. I'm a, my boomer's gonna show up for a second. But it's like I would never just walk into a coffee shop just to use their internet for like I would just like I, I just by being there, I would just like I would want a coffee, right? Just because I like to drink coffee, and like I'm sitting in a coffee shop using the internet, I'm gonna buy a coffee. Sounds good. I'd like to. I'd like. I'd like to have that. <laughs> I have that coffee, please. And you know what? I'm gonna make my name say "Merry Christmas," so the Starbucks can't say "Happy Holidays." They have to say "Merry Christmas." <laughs> That'll show them. <laughs> All right, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> Because I could just give that five dollars to a homeless person and really show the season of giving, but no. Has there been any pushback on that story, or is it just like gone unreported? Because I think that white, one it's is a white person winning a discrimination suit. Yeah, I think that one. There's no legs to it. There's but no. Like, yeah, what, it's not sexy. Like, like the right can't even be like, like Fox News can't even be like, hey, look, this white person. Oh, because it goes against their narrative. Case. It goes against their great replacement theory narrative. The, you're at, you're absolutely right. So nobody, so neither the left mainstream or the white or the white, <laughs> I, okay, or the right, uh, same thing. Uh, mainstream uh, can can gain any entertainment, infotainment quality out of it. Yeah, there's there's no uh, gotcha in the endless culture war we have going on. Or as or as Crystal Ball likes to say on breaking points all the time, which drives me nuts. I hate when she says this. I want to slap my fucking radio when I hear her say this. There's no there there. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> uh we just we like we, we like just, it. obviously if we could say these things, it's clear that we actually like the show and listen to it. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> there's no there there. Indeed. Indeed we do. <laughs> I guess they're actually gonna make merchandise like they're gonna have a shirt that says indeed we do. Yeah, it's okay. 
Um, I won't be buying that. Uh, we have anything else to cover? Did we miss anything? I don't, we did. We missed. We had to have missed something. <laughs> you know, you know what's missing? Juneteenth. Oh, the submarine's missing. <laughs> something about an Xbox controller. I don't mean to laugh, but it just that was just timed so well. You're like something's missing. It's like yeah. A submarine that everyone's talking about. Some submarine went missing. I haven't been paying nearly as much attention to this as the rest of America has. And the internet has not disappointed. The dark humor that you see coming out of people. (laughs) The memes that I've seen about this are so bad. I saw this one because, you know, like that's that's a lot of the talking about it right now. Like uh, the controller that they use to drive it. It looks like a a shitty Xbox controller. Mm Mm-hmm. I saw this meme where it showed a sub like sinking and then underneath oh. it, it showed the Xbox emblem that says, please reconnect your controller. I want to, I want to, the, uh, the, the AP needed to correct something here from yesterday. <laughs> the AP says the vessel missing near the Titanic wreck is a submersible, not a submarine. Yeah. Here's the difference. Yeah. So the difference <laughs> is a submarine can leave a port. A submersible has to be uh, dropped projected from a ship yeah yeah all right so you're hating on the controller i'm gonna be your devil's advocate here yeah, use it for drones <laughs> it's a too, great sure. controller it's not a great controller <laughs> 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 all right he's using a logitech f710 you can purchase it for 39.99 on amazon um but what i will say is the United States Armed Forces uses video game controllers to control drones. But here's the thing. So if it's a surveillance drone, it's usually just a regular controller because, you know, like a $39.99 Logitech F710 or something like that, but not name brand because these brands do not allow the U.S. government like in their... User Rightfully agreement. so. Right. You, they're not allowed Xbox to use... Have to do a uh, PR... Uh, and have a PR nightmare if it was their controller. Right. That imagine, imagine, <laughs> imagine, imagine having a video game company and then the U.S. government is using your controllers to... To kill people in real life, not in the video right, game. Right, for war machines. So they use these off-brand controllers, right? And what they do is if these missions are beyond surveillance is they actually have to spend a good amount of money on controllers to remap them entirely to have several different controls on them, obviously because these drones have several different functions. But the point is video game controllers are what's controlling a lot of very expensive craft. these cheap literally i mean if it's not broke don't fix it i understand it is broke yeah it's broke (laughs) (laughs) but the thing is too like we have to we have to think about it like is this controller the reason that this sub that the submersible is actually missing probably not I just like the I just like that a, the the AP had to write an article correcting the fucking grammar. <coughs> I've seen so much. Hey, I've seen so much about this controller, and it's just. And you know, uh, you know how I book. hate, you know how I hate my brother, right, Matt Walsh. 
Oh yeah, and, uh, it's your cousin, isn't it? Yeah, my cousin. You yeah, know. Your, cousin. your brother cousin. He, my I mean, he's cousin. He's so conservative. He's right. Corey's from Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> like we are, we're obviously related. We have the same last name. Sorry, Kentucky fans. That's just um, a joke. But for once in a very, very, very long time, I've seen him actually have a decent take on this whole debacle because everyone is just like, "Oh, they're all fucking idiots. Why would they do that?" Granted, granted, the sub. Uh, was basically a tin can with a couple of rivets in it. <laughs> but uh, he said uh, 10 hours ago, the entire history of exploration is full of eccentric men with lots of money who did reckless and sometimes suicidal things for the sake of discovery. We need such people. The world would, would be a smaller place without them. And you know what? He's actually right. Mm-hmm. What these people were doing was just trying something wild and eccentric. Granted, it's something that we can never afford or do. And the James way people Cameron are shitting... It? Yeah, the way people are shitting <laughs> himself... Wait, <laughs> yeah. did, he did actually, didn't he? Yeah, yes, he did. Um, but uh, we're shitting on people for just being the uh, the natural curiosity explorers that that we as humans are. And it had me thinking, you know, like internet wasn't around obviously in 1803 when uh, Jefferson hired uh, Lewis and Clark to go across the country to find a uh, a route, you know, like a water route to the, the Northwest Pacific. Passage. Yeah, and uh, it made me it had me thinking. Like, I wonder how many people were reading articles about them and going, "Those crazy bastards! Fucking they're gonna idiots. get fucking. They're killed. gonna die. They're never those coming are, back. Those guys are fucking morons." <laughs> the first person to climb Mount Everest. I'm sure people thought they were stupid. I'm sure there was people at bars saying the people going to the moon are fucking idiots. Yeah, yeah. People you die know? doing these things. It's just the ever and it's the ever weird. Uh, instinctual need for us to expand. Well, I mean, I guess to play devil's advocate, there is a little bit of a difference here. Like they were going to explore the Titanic. We've all seen it. We've all seen it through, you know, whatever drone footage or whatever, yeah, or whatever like the hell they did down there. Tourism yeah, it's or, like know. a bunch of people fucking died in, you know, April of 1912. People are still dying because of the Titanic, Dan. Well, maybe. Uh, yeah, we might yeah, get them. Well, we might get them. You know, it's... Honest, obviously, I hope that like this would be a great story to see that they fucking find them. Could you imagine? Yeah, that'd be pretty. I would love to read that book. That would yeah, be cool. One of these dude. people survive. I hate to be this guy. It probably but... smells so bad in that little tiny sub. You know, they're all pissing and shitting everywhere. Mm-hmm. But we all have to keep in mind that not much of our ocean is discovered. Not much of space is discovered. And. Oh, I hate to be this guy. I really hate to be this guy. <laughs> the only people that are doing it are these private fucking companies. I hate to be the guy. That, that's libertarian. That's the libertarian movement in you. I mean, really, you do you expect NASA to do anything that SpaceX has been doing in the next 30 years? You don't. They can't. If you, if you had asked me in the like the early 70s, I would have said yes. I wouldn't yeah. say yes today. <laughs> well, I mean, in the early 70s, you were either patriotic so where they're looking the water goes two miles deep two and a half two and a half miles deep okay then that's a difference that's a big difference and it's double the then the the search area on the surface is double connecticut was it double the size Uh, of connecticut a little over twice the size of connecticut two and a half miles deep and so that's 10,056 square miles on the surface that they're looking and then times that by two because of the square mileage. Half. 
times it by three, really, because they're going to be looking at anywhere they can. Twenty thousand square miles that this thing could be, dude. All right. So now, I think I think what, I think the word you're you're looking for is cubic cubed. miles. All right. Yeah, so now twenty thousand cubed miles. So now the information that I just and we found, only have like ten hours left to find them. I I just found the new. If it didn't completely implode. Uh oh, Bell's got new information. All right. So what they're saying is that they're responding to a sound. But like they cats. don't know where the sound is coming from. They don't know the origin of the sound, but the sound is coming at every 30 seconds. And that's what they're basing it off of. They just shipped out another 10 additional ships. Canada's helping. Um, they have the Coast Guard's there. They have uh, Coast Guard's helping. pipe uh, companies. Like Everyone's rushing out there with their boats to yep. save them. Um, and God, I hope they find them. That would be a great story. They have. Um, it'd probably, be nice to see them survive and stuff like that. But it's. They have probably eight hours of oxygen left as we speak. It's uh, eight forty-six p.m. on June twenty-first. They have probably ten ac- ten hours of oxygen left, and uh, I'm hoping for the best for them. I don't care if they're billionaires or not. I see a lot of people making a lot of these jokes, like, "Oh, they're billionaires. Who fucking care?" I don't care. Um, I. They're I still would people. See humans live. They're people, and I would rather see them live. There's a young boy down there. There's four other people down there. I. Why would you want to see any of these people die? I don't understand. Yeah. Like I, I don't understand the mentality. I just don't. It pisses. That's me because off. it's easy. Well, that's the filter of the internet. There's also yeah. There's a lot of internet. There's you know. I mean, even we were cracking jokes, that's, but that's you know, ultimately, I don't. Yeah. Yeah, you got jokes, but in the end, really, you want these people to prevail that's the trollish nature of the internet i know it's the trollish nature of myself you ever been on 4chan (laughs) bell (laughs) i am 4chan dan (laughs) we're Uh, supposed to hate and envy rich people anyway yes the liberty said we are uh we're hoping for the best uh did we miss anything Corey? hopefully we have good news to report next week after everybody's already reported the good news no, I think we got to everything, man. We didn't get to the Juneteenth stuff, but it's like, hey, happy belated, well, happy belated Juneteenth. Happy belated Juneteenth. I'm, I'm excited. I like Juneteenth. I'm hoping Can we that... Can I just say that? Yeah. I like you know, that's... No, that's... I like... You know, July 4th was our... When we declared our independence, and then June 19th uh, was when literally every American got their independence. No, no, no. You know, you know what the thing is? is Black people will celebrate J- July 4th. Mm-hmm. I will celebrate... Juneteenth because that's that's when they became free. I yeah. became free on seventeen July fourth, seventeen seventy six. That's when I mean my family came over way after that, but you know. Still. Yeah, no, I know exactly what you mean. And then my back my black family members and my black friends, they got their ancestors got their freedom on June nineteenth. Why I'm is there a, a controversy freedom. about this? <laughs> I'm a huge proponent of freedom. The baby. dumbest, the dumbest thing I've I've ever seen, and it, it's it it seems like every year that June uh, Juneteenth comes about, there's less and less complaining, which is good. It's kind of waning. Yeah. But you remember when this holiday first came about, and like, don't even like, get me started on Juneteenth. Weird, yeah. Weird conservatives were like, what? We have two Independence Days now, and I was like, well, yeah, yeah. Black yeah. Yeah, we kind of <laughs> do. We kind of do have to. Yeah, yeah, we do. We we always did. <laughs> you didn't become independent on June nineteenth. Like the story behind it too is just like, yeah, they how had to send can the you not feel that? Like, how can you not feel that? 
They're trying to, right. they're trying to, they're, they're trying to wipe out 4th of July, brother. No, no where, where are they trying to do that? Like <laughs> who's doing that? It's so ridiculous. I it's just, a great day to celebrate. It always should have been celebrated. It's probably oh, yeah. the it's probably the only actual thing that Joe Biden's actually done for the black community. I will so say, there's that. I will say this. If if you are going out of your way to not celebrate the freedom of your fellow American, then you need to uh then you don't then you don't evaluate what you, you don't believe truly freedom appreciate is. Freedom. Yeah, 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 you need to reevaluate what freedom is. Yeah, just <laughs> you hate just, freedom. Just put them all back in the cotton fields where they do. Right, you tell, like, mm. I love telling people that on the left and the right. Like, why do you hate freedom? <laughs> why do you hate the, the Constitution? Yes. Oh, <laughs> my people God. so mad. Or when you have the opportunity to call a conservative a red. <laughs> <laughs> what are you a red? Are you, a fu- you fucking Tory. <laughs> I love that one. You fucking loyalists, get out of here. We hang kings. It's 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 really fun to have the opportunity to call like a left winger a fascist and call uh, a right winger a commie because <laughs> there are there are opportunities daily on social media it's to one do of my either favorite of those things. things. Uh, like, oh, really? You're a conservative? You could have had me fooled. I thought you were a communist. <laughs> <laughs> you a red? What are you, Red? <laughs> is that is that all we got in the bag today, boys? I think so. We can let this Maybe. go again. Look for our three part uh, our three part series uh, on uh, the situation with graphic packaging. Hey, I'm going to be we'll editing some soon. films soon. I'm going to have some actual footage up for uh, people to look at and see actually how massive this plant is and what they're pumping out and maybe some actual. I mean, it's anecdotal, but what we actually smelled and where we, nope. where we yeah, are we, and where yeah. we were. And if I we could, were. if I could, if I could also just say this is probably something we should do a little bit more often. If you are a podcast listener and you are listening to this recording, if you would like to join us live, we are live every Thursday, unless I'm sorry, every Wednesday, unless otherwise yeah, stated. Every every Wednesday, unless otherwise stated. Uh, we start the show at 7.30, sometimes we go to 8.30, sometimes 9, sometimes we go a little bit longer. But if you're here uh, on Twitch, on YouTube, uh, on Facebook Live, or on Twitter, we'll be, we're, we're in all those locations. If you're a listener, you want to get with us live, uh, please please join us. Give us your comments. We're always happy to read them live on air and have the discussions with you live. So 7.30 every Wednesday on Twitter, Facebook Live, YouTube, or Twitch. Uh, any of those four will work. We can see all your comments. So please join us. Yeah. Libsertive Podcast is found on all social media podcast platforms. Our website is libsertiveshow.com. And can, we can be found at Libservative on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Instagram and Twitter at Libservative Pod. Our TikTok videos can be found at Libservative Podcast. And you can reach out directly at libservativepod at gmail.com. Subscribe today. Subscribe today. And. Yeah, that's it for Bell the Body Snatcher. He, as always, is Corey Walsh. He's Dan Griffith. This has been Libservative Intellectual Idiots Fostering Political and Cultural Literacy. And until next time, we are out of here. We the people cannot turn back.